came in peace for all mankind. Hello, it's the NASA Vending Machine. I'm Jason Snell, and I'm joined as always by Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jason. Welcome back, Tovarish. Uh, yes, uh, this is episode 10 of uh, season four of For All Mankind, Perestroika. So mm, it's the pairing. Glasnost. We had Glasnost yeah. in episode one, which is openness, and Perestroika in episode 10, which is restructuring, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is the pairing both Gorbachev terms? Gorbachev, where is he now? In for all mankind, I think the answer uh, is uh, I, I have bad in exile. Bad news. I don't think yeah. I think they they said that there was like a deal made. So I think Gorbachev yes, is like in left. exile yeah. somewhere. Um, but who knows? He's not around anymore. So it's the finale. Uh, if you've seen it now, which you should, don't listen to this before you've seen it. Then you know what happens in this episode a lot. A lot. <laughs> But we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about it because well that's over an do. hour. Mm-hmm. Does not disappoint with its uh with its ending. That does what Pharrell Mankind always does with the ending. But we should start at the beginning with a flashback. Oh, flashback. two months two ago. Months ago. Uh, hey, over there. What's that? And it's uh, they look. Did you remember immediately what this was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is, it took me a minute. Somebody, like, oh, somebody I, talked I about this. Something. What did they bury? I, I, I I've been hearing people talk for a while now about like when are they gonna deal with the with Lee's buried gun, right? Because they they find the the Lee and the gun and they take the gun and they bury it, and everybody's like, oh, I mean the 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 most Chekhov of Chekhov's guns. Yes. Well, this episode is long. very much like here is a gun. Where will it be used, right? Like for the whole mm-hmm. episode, you're just gonna have to think where will it's like um did you do you remember that TV show The Gun? There was a oh. like an anthology TV show that w- was like a gun that gets like passed from person to person and and you know it, it, and 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 like and then it moves on to the next person and then there, but it tells the story of what happens in that person's life when the gun is there. It's wild. Anyway, I was thinking about that a little bit while watching this episode because the gun. It's like where where will it go? But we don't know. That's all we get about this. Um, for now, cut to Goldilocks. Hmm. Ranger is attached. Palmer is super suspicious as usual. That is his role to be suspicious but everybody be else is smiling as out of time by the rolling stones plays we're doing asteroid stuff yay except for palmer who's like mm, i don't know i don't trust you he's probably gotten the word from down low right which is like something, yeah. something's up something's up but everybody else is like yay we're having a good time and rolling stones song is playing and that must have cost a lot of money to license so good job for all mankind um People on many levels at the station are doing work, and down in the sub-basement, there are secret codes and stuff going on, um, beep, boop, boop, but beep. Lee is now going to take his boss, who he has uh, who he has strangled, but who is not dead. He's not dead. He's not quite Just dead Just to be yet. clear, he's not moving, you know, he's strangling, you never know, as I said last week. He's, he's been mostly dead all morning, Jason. Uh-huh, that's right, but only mostly dead, which means somewhat alive. Mostly alive, yeah. 
So Lee is going to take him and say, it's an accident with a cargo loader. Oh, the old cargo loader story. Isn't that the same thing that hit the uh, uh, Ilya's? Yeah. I can't remember. It yeah. No, the, no. That's the, it's the classic accident with <laughs> a cargo should, loader. cure those cargo loaders, yeah, guys. Yeah, I know. So what if he wakes up and ideas us? It's like, I don't know. Like, we, we got we to gotta put him somewhere. I, I appreciate this at least because, like, Ed... Ed this is where it prevents it from becoming too cartoonish because like we yeah. don't even bother having the conversation about like, do we just kill him? Right? right. Like in another show that was more of a, you know, crime show or something, maybe you would be having this conversation. Yes, would, the but here criminals. it's like, no one's going to kill this guy. They just need him basically out of the quiet way and out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miles is Miles is torture at the hands of the KGB and the CIA continues. They're going to use a very clever method of poisoning with CO two. Um, he vomits and uh, says something about his family, which is not great because that's going to open a door. Let me see my family. That opens a door for another bit of leverage to use on Miles. Yep. Oh, Miles. Tough stuff. I, I like the I like the cleverness of the, of the CO two poisoning, right? Where they put on the mask and they flood the compartment with CO two, and it makes him like sick and uh, thinks he's going to you know die and strangle on the CO two. And it's like, uh, yeah, they're using space methods of torturing this Ooh, guy. Space torture. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> Thank you, CIA and KGB, for your commitment. Um, at the space center, Margot sleeping on a couch like she Flashback. does. Flashback. Classic, Margot. Uh, Eli wants you now. Arena is there. Oh, she is. She's returned. I wish I knew you were coming. She says I would have prepared. Arena's like, when this is done, we will return to Star City. Oh, no preparation necessary. One wonderful. Um, but but Arena's here. Sergey isn't answering. Do you think he's okay, Jason? <laughs> and it's Alita. Alita, I I. I know there's only two hours to the burn and you're in the mission control room and this is your job, but just get in your car and go somewhere else in Houston to check on Sergey because he's not answering. Um, I get that there's like an economy of characters that goes on here, but it kind of feels like, I mean, I know why you want to do this, but like it kind of feels like she should call her husband and he should go to the motel and find the dead body. Mm. But. You know- no. There's also some weird uh, blocking in this scene where she drives her car into the parking lot at the motel and then just gets out. Yeah. And leaves it in the middle of the parking lot and then goes in to talk to the receptionist instead of, you know. Parking? Parking and going to check his room, presumably? Like, it's a motel, not a hotel. Like, you could just go walk up yeah, the stairs and, she, and go and, to his and room. And do we know? They might not know his new room number, and she's asking. I guess, but, like, we yeah. did she knew what motel he was at. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a little it's, weird. It's a, it's a little, little weird. weird. And again, I don't think with two hours to go in a in a mission that a lady leaving, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. even though I know she's Helios and it's not, but like leaving gotta, mission like, control and check back in and with all the, two yeah, it's, hours like, until the key moment that they've been leading up to. I I would probably have preferred if it was something like her husband, who's a character we know, and have him be be. Uh, like get a little panicked and call her and have her, you know, they, they could have done it. And I know the simple, they simplified it here, but like they, they it really wanted, was hard for me to believe that she would leave mission control. I two think hours they to go. really wanted that scene where she's in the car. Like it's a great scene. That's the silent slow-mo scene. where she, where she realizes that they're like, Oh, it's so sad. He shot himself. Um, and she is saying uh, the F word over and over again in silence yeah. in the car. 
uh, it is a great scene, and I know they wanted it, and that's I mean that's why they did it this way. But I just kept thinking, come on, yep. she's not going to go yep. there. But yeah, it is a great it is a great moment. And it has and, a mirror in a little bit that we'll talk about too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another scene. Yeah, um, Danielle uh, is confining people to quarters on Mars. Uh, they have a curfew. The civilian people are. Uh, angry about it, like get your hands off of me, and they strong arm the civilian guy, and it's like, I wrote down, this is how you get a revolution, right? Yeah, this is how yeah. you you are. We we they've been pulling this lever all season, which is, is this a, a are the people who are on Happy Valley just following the orders of the organization in control, or? And, and I know there's an argument that's like, well, yes, they're mil- they're contractors, and this is a military base. There is a right. counter argument, which is they don't see it that way, and it doesn't matter. Right. You can argue until you're blue in the face that like, but that's how it is. But I would say, and this is very early. We have some discussion on the incomparable members Discord about uh, these episodes too. It certainly is a gestating thing. This is the first base on Mars, but what the show is trying to get at is this feeling that. Once you have enough people in a place and once you have people who are not really in the chain of command, they didn't sign up to be in the military. I know they signed up to go to Mars, but it's not the same. And you're far away from the locus of power. Things start to drift and people start to take umbrage at the idea that they're they can be ordered around and locked down. And there I know it's way premature to say Boston Tea Party or Boston Massacre or something like that to use American Revolution examples. But like that's the vibe they're trying to give us here. And I found it very effective. Like when they strong arm that guy, I'm like, oh, boy, powder keg. Right. Because those people are going to be mad. And then, of course, by the way, oh. And the gun. <laughs> and the gun surfaces. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The, 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 you're, like we talked about so much this season, the civilians, are they civilians? Like, are I they, mean, I mean, certainly they, there's a, there's a community, they, there's a culture that's are. come up here. They may be military contractors right, or like, whatever, but they are civilians. But they we don't are have not any in the military. And where the, the trickiness also lies in like, well, you're in Mars. Like, who's, Whose laws are right. applicable? Like who's in charge? What? Who are the people? Like even the people we know, the security people who are carrying out these orders, are essentially like deputized, right? Like, well, we, we, right. They did not have a security and force. It's they you had and to whose press army? These people in the service. You and yeah. whose army? And the answer is the army is not on this planet. The army is months away. And although there is an army, and theoretically power could be projected to Mars from Earth. It's a construct, right? I, I feel like if you were there, you would feel like, look, there are only a few hundred of us. There's more of us than there are of you. Right. And, and exactly. the fact, so what is the practical? You can say, oh, yeah, yeah, but in a few months, Earth will send. It's like, okay, maybe, but like right now, a lot, ha- lot happens in a few months. A lot of things are going on because everybody has this consensus that this is how society works. But the truth is, and this is true in a lot of societies, right? The truth is, um, that you can have even an army, but if all the people are against you, the army will kill some people. But in most cases, they can't. Like, if all the people are against you, and certainly on Mars, right, even if they're like 50 people who are against you, if there's 200 other people, like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough, especially since they don't have weapons other than that one gun. They don't have very many weapons of any kind. Like, 
and and that's the point here is they want it to feel like a powder keg, and it worked for me. Like the pressure is building yeah, no, up. No, I agree. And I they've been agree. building they... this all year. They, they get treated like second class citizens, right? They like Ed's like, oh, put them down in the basement. Um, and here we are. Right. They don't care about their internet. Yeah. yeah, this is where it starts. They don't care about your internet speeds, and then revolution. And that's then just, revolution. Step those are the dots. Step two. Revolution. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So. Miles. Hmm. He's like, ah, oh, you guys, you were just hiding with us. The, you know, you, you were on the strike lines and you, how, you, how do you betray us? And they're like, listen, Mr. Black Market, we all hide stuff. Yeah, Here's right. pictures of your family. It'd be a shame if anything happened to your wife. She's a totally an accessory because she sold the Mars Don't rocks. Worry. Your kids will be fine and child protective services. Yeah. Everything will be great. And. As you might expect, this is the leverage that is going to work on Miles. And he says, okay, they're down on sub-level four. That's where they are. Right. And he manages to at least, like, you know, he doesn't 100% implicate himself. Right? Like, he he limits his exposure by saying, like, well, this is where they are. But it's not like he's like, here's who's involved. He doesn't, like, totally spill the beans. He's, like, maintaining a little bit of deniability. He's like, I don't know what they're doing with it. They're down on four. And I would say it fits with the plausible scenario in his mind and maybe in their minds, which is he's just the black market guy. He doesn't know that maybe he doesn't know the details. Maybe he's just, if he can, and if he can give them a lead to where they are, that's really all they need. But I think it's also plausible that like he's, and the time is ticking, right? Like there's hours to go. So it's, it's, which is convenient for the tension of the story, but that's why they write it this way. It is, uh, you know, he's, he's not going to, he's not the mastermind of this plot, right? right? He knows where he delivered the stuff. He knows more than I think they might think he knows, but it doesn't really matter. He's given the important detail, which is where are they? And the answer is they're down on sub-level four. Um, go to it. And this is where it kicks off. This is it. We've reached that moment in For All Mankind (laughs) where everything happens in the final episode. So Dev sees them coming. There's a mayday. He's got his little clicker, his little Morse code clicker. I mean, I was really, I thought that was great. I really enjoyed that little thing. And it's a mayday. It's May, and they're like, mayday. Uh, they're coming. And and then they're because of the way it's edited. You know, they get there. And nobody's there. They're gone. They've they've bugged out. And and then we get because it's also fascinating because we're seeing this from both sides, right? They're characters that we follow on both sides of this plot, and that's fun too. Um, and and they come in and they're like, "It's another opscom," and and there's very much is it Danny? Or it's like, "Oh no!" And they're like, "Now they get it. Now right. they get it." Yeah. And 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 cut two. Can someone steal an asteroid? Says yeah. Eli. Oh, yeah. Yes, Eli. Yes. They yeah. Can. They they can. There is a Christmas. There is a Father Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, just a great set of moments there. The moment of realization. It dawns on them what they're trying to do. Eli uh, obviously has been informed of the plot, and and Danny says, you know, we've gained control. We're back on track. And uh, and our buddy Will is going to be kind of like take take charge of this and make sure that everything's okay. Uh, good to see again. Just I like I, I didn't expect Will to be back, but Will is back. Yeah, Will me is... either. I I hope he gets maybe more next season. It seems yeah. like he's kind of primed to be a maybe the next director. I don't know, NASA. or at least a major figure within NASA, yeah. which is fun. Um, this uh, so 
Um, Bishop kicks the one guy around. Everybody else is in the North Korean area hiding. Uh, the North Koreans are like, what is going on? And Lee is like, shut up. I'm, I'm in, in charge. charge. I'm in charge. Uh, yeah. I am. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the commander now. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the first man on Mars? Me. Yeah. Where's I'm our not. boss? Not here. Therefore, I'm, I'm who's in charge? Boss. Me. Shut up. Uh, These are my friends. We're, we're doing a surprise party. <laughs> shut up. Up. Shut up. And honestly, the but North Korean chain of command, for? you're probably trained to be like, yes, sir. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, don't mess around with the North Korean chain He is chain legitimately, of too. We know he is, like, a fairly high ranking, too. So, I mean, you know, yeah. he, he, I legitimately in control. He's just, yeah. Yeah. In charge. Thing. And, I mean, yeah, and he's famous and he's legendary and all that. And, and in this case, I just, it's very funny because the, the sequence of events is like, we found a guy and Bishop's kicking him around. Like, tell us what's going on here. And everybody else is like hiding in the North Korean area. And, and, and you're like, as you're thinking, but what do the North Koreans think of this? We see, they're like, what is going on? And Lee's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's my party and I'll have them here if I want to. So. Because they've cracked this, the plot is disintegrating. They uplink to Ranger with proper burn lengths so that they so that the discriminator they've basically gotten connections back from the discriminator on Ranger and have re-input the proper burn length. They have control of the ship. Um and this is the moment where where we knew was coming, which is Alita goes to Margo and says, we need to go to your office. And we see behind the glass, we see her silently tell her, almost puts her arm on her shoulder. I love that scene. She mm. hovers. She hovers there for a second. We don't even see Alita. We just see her hand come into the frame yeah. and, and hover as if she's unsure what to do. And then it goes back again. And I also like the contrast with Alita scene because it's, you know, you would think, okay, we've already done the silent uh, grief scene this episode but they're so different right Margot is Alita was like swearing and like you know hitting the wheel of her car and all that and Margot is instead like she's like gripping the back of a chair and then she has this moment almost where she kind of like pulls herself together and is like okay like this happened but like we're moving on and I thought it was mm. a wonderful portrayal of how different these two characters are even with all their similarities and we'll yeah. get a little bit more about that later too right. yeah no for sure uh margo uh again i i think doing the margo can't keep her mouth shut reckless yep. this is a bad thing. idea but it is very margo it's very margo she confronts arena and says don't don't and she's like arena does her her bureaucrat thing and she's like don't handle me don't ever handle me how could you? And then she gets that moment of realization that she is doing this to her boss in a public place. Uh, and and her boss is a Soviet Union person and they're in NASA. Mm -hmm. And she looks around. So she has that moment and she's like, excuse me. And she is out of there. But this is not great, right? Because she's had it with Arena and she has let it, you know, she knows and she's and she's sort of like, Arena has lost at least some face here because this is there's been this blow up. To be continued. Um, so they bring the other guy to the Miles torture room and says, oh, they found the ghost ops. It's over. It's like, oh, it was all for nothing. Was it? Hmm. We shall see. The Ranger bird I, I liked, ha happens. I did like that scene briefly, too, because yeah. they. I felt like I appreciated that guy's reaction. He wasn't like, oh, you gave us up. Of course. No, like he's still like 
solidarity, man. Like we're in this. I can't believe they did this to you. Are you okay? Like yeah. they beat the crap out of you. Like I enjoyed that it it went against a little against expectation there, where I thought like the lazy one would be like, I can't believe you gave us up. I never trusted you in the first place. Blah blah blah. It's like no, you don't get anything yeah. out of that. Yeah, this is nice. It's a nice little scene. So. From the North Korean area, how do we... Okay, they've taken back the discriminator connection. How do we do this? And they come up with a way. Ed's like, we can use the high-gain S-band to call Sam. We can, And we can do it where it's, it's through the North Korean private loop. So we'll contact... Lee will contact the North Korean that's onboard Ranger... And have them hand the headset to Sam so that Sam can uh, do... She's going to need to do an EVA during the burn. During the burn. In, and, and go out there and basically put Dev in control by doing a technical thing on the outside of the ship. Now, first off, I love it because it's like the highest possible degree of difficulty is what the show wants us to go through, which is fun. It's also, and I really admired this when I realized what they're doing here, a direct parallel of episode one where they were at an asteroid and people were on the outside and bad things happened. And Sam and Palmer were on the inside in episode one. Sam's friend dies. And Sam's friend dies. Um, Well, and, and... Although I like, I'm sitting there thinking now later, looking at this, like, why is that switch on the outside? (laughs) I guess you, I don't really. First of all, why do we have that switch, which is the override switch to override whatever they're doing? But also, why is it on the outside? I mean, when would you ever use that? In the in-universe example, I would say it's something that is used when it's being constructed on Earth or something, or it's for maintenance. Something um, goes really bad. Not well, yeah. Like, yeah. or 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 you need to shut things off in order to or override the system, right? Like, I mean, I can I can explain it away. I mean, out of universe, it's it's so yeah, that it's this is funny all dramatic. It's the, thing, it's the thing that overrides the system turning off because <laughs> yeah. they're going to keep it running. It's basically yeah, a manual engine control that's on the yeah. outside of the ship. And I yeah, I, I mean, don't think it. about it's it. Fine. It's fine. I'm not think about thinking it about it too much. much. It's it's still great because yeah. of course it gets even more complicated well, what, what's what's fun about this is we had this whole idea which is oh we're, we're going to set up a second mission control and we're going to tell it what to do and then they're like nope they're like okay well then now what we're going to do is we're going to just go out there and we're going to just turn on the engines um and, and leave them Simpler, on but yeah it'll work so this this is our next I, attempt here also i feel like if i were sam perhaps i guess i guess this just speaks to how much she is sort of bought in on the cause, right? Because somebody tells me I need to go outside a spaceship during the while well, it's accelerating or, or under yeah, while the engines are on. I'd be like, nah, I think I'm good, right? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> it didn't work tried. out for us. We gave it our shot, but we she gave it our best shot. Sam is competent, and 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 we've seen this season, and a believer, and, and is I think, I think also, scarred by the death of her her, yeah, her and compatriot I, in episode and one. And I think though though not said implicit in this is them saying the jig is up, right? Yeah. Like you get back to here, they're gonna you know they, they know grab it's, us all. They know it's they you. know who did it. 
yeah. So you like this is this is your shot. We're, like, we're you can all still in make on this. this thing happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they realize what's going on. She's going out there. She's going to pull the thing and put Dev in control. And it's like Palmer, get out there. So we have a <laughs> we have a chase in Paul, space that about Palmer to really does also also does not want to go. There's a brief hesitation no. where they he was Danny there when the ca- when those guys died too. Yeah, he's right? like, uh, yes, ma'am. All right. Mm-hmm. Also, I think we get the it's point here too, where she's got to hold the lever, right? So she take first. She takes the the she takes the panel off. Well, we we're get not the lovely. Okay. Yeah, you want to you want to cover right, this part now because this, this is right some before, other stuff right? This is before on, right? Pa- this is before Palmer goes out though. Like she takes the panel off, and it gets vaporized. So that's our like. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's true. That's true. This is bad news. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you if you go a little bit too far. You are vaporized, vaporized by the engines. So there's, and then yeah. Even after that, we have the scene where she's like, "I gotta hold the thing up," and Ed's like, well, "You got a tether, right?" <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. You don't need that. You don't need the tether at all. Uh, yes. You want to be an astronaut? He says to her, "You wanted to be an astronaut? Well, here you go." So we get our Bob and uh, Bob. Hi, Bob. We get our Ed and Danny confrontation. Hi, yes. Bob. Indeed. Hi, Bob. And they, only one of them gets a hi, Bob out. Danny's yeah. like, "What the hell are you doing?" Ed, this is crazy. Mars is not our home. And Ed says, that's where you're wrong. That's the difference between you and me. You are still tied to that little blue planet. This is my home. And Lee says, mine too. Mm. And that is what I, this is all about. Is And I know, again, we've had a lot of conversations about this. Uh, do they think of themselves as Martians or whatever? It's like, well, they, 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 they aren't going back. Yeah. They're going to build something on Mars. That's that's their purpose now, and they don't really but, care what their orders are or who, what people on Earth want. They they want to make a home on Mars this, and a future on Mars. That's it. This raises a question to me, which I I wrote it down as a note later, but it's I think this is the point where I feel like <laughs> Ed is basically, if not committing treason, something equivalent to you know. Is there a chance they're yeah. not just going to be like, send him back to Earth, right? Well, he so needs to face justice. Here's, He's not here, going to get to stay. Well, I think I think if you, I think he doesn't care, but I think that it's yeah. all to play for, no. right? Like, I, I imagine if you talk to Ed and Dev, they're kind of improvising, but I'm sure there's a larger plan. And it, it goes something like, Ed's not going to go back. Um, if they do this, they've got the support of all the workers on the station, um, yeah. they're not going to be able to load Ed on a transport. Ed, Ed, oh, and he's yeah, outside. Know, he, he's outside it's, of the chain. Dicey. He's yeah, outside of the chain yeah. of command. He's not in the military anymore. He's a Helios guy. Um, so he's his like boss. His boss make, sanctioned it. <laughs> you can't make me go. You can't force me to go. That's not going to happen because we we are. That, and that's why that tension is important, right? The idea that the workers on the station are like, stop pushing us around. So I think that it, it, there's an argument there that Ed and Dev are not going to be forced on a transport back to Earth. And then you're like, okay, here's what here's where we are. We you know we we were trying to have this asteroid, right? If this all all falls apart, then it all falls apart. But like, we're going to have this asteroid, and we're going to be like, I mean, you could send your guys up here, I guess. But you're going to have to then train people to do an armed assault of a Mars base. Mm-hmm. And we're here. So, like, where are you going to land? Are we going to be able to prevent you from getting out of your spaceship? Right? Like, there's a lot of complexity. Like, how, even if you're like, oh, well, we've got unlimited resources because we've got all these people on Earth. It's like, okay, but what, what spaceship gets you there? Who are, Who is yeah. that? And then how can they get... Like once you start to pull it apart, it's a lot harder to exert yeah, power on Mars. 
it is fascinating that just purely geographically how difficult this makes it. Like, I mean, you know, we see again there is the security forces. We have this moment too. I think it's a little bit right before Danny and Bob and Bob. <laughs> I Hi, Bob. Do too. Danny and Ed have their conversation. Bishop tells Danielle that they're waiting for approval to go into the module, the North Korean, the North module. Korean module, right? Which is, I don't know, effect is that effectively North Korean soil? It is. I mean, we've essentially it been is. Told, that, that's yes. the argument here. So is this will be this will be a major international incident if they do it, and it and because they're instruments of Earth, they have to call Earth and ask permission to do this internationally, and that is a galactic. Yeah, they they are a a. <laughs> Well, but but that's how Earth views it. Is it's yeah, just, no, no, it's I, just North yeah, Korean yeah, soil, sure, right? For sure, yeah. That's the difference in perspective there. And, and and if you're on Mars, you're like, well, no, we're just going to do it. We don't care, and we're not thinking by Earth rules anymore. And I I think, I mean, I don't think it's going to come to this uh, as we see in this episode. But like, it it is an interesting idea to say, okay, so the, your Mars base is taken over by civilians who are not going to listen to your orders anymore. I mean, what ends up happening is not an armed assault. What ends up happening is a a, a withholding of vital resources, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole Earth has to agree to that, whereas North Korea might say, oh, no, we'll send you plants and food and air, right? And so it has to be a united Earth even to do that. And And if you've got an asteroid which they will end up with here, then um, we we have leverage too. It's just, it would be interesting to see uh, how that plays out. I don't think this show is actually interested in that. Uh, I, I, but I like I do want uh, I do want the, you know, really looking forward to a season, maybe next season, somebody utters the line when someone's like, oh yeah, something such and such on Earth. And somebody says, I don't want to talk about Earth stuff. Yeah, sure. Exactly. So uh, we get yet another twist in our stack of twists about how they're going to fight over Ranger, which is on Earth they are trying to bypass the override to shut down the engines entirely so that they can't burn them for longer in order to put it into Mars I orbit. Was, so there's this 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 line worried me because they used the line reactor safe bypass reactor safeties and I was yes. like oh no <laughs> right yeah, somebody's going to get hit by a, an asteroid that's irradiated blow up an, I don't know <laughs> blow up an asteroid um, yeah. Margot tells the story. Of Werner von Braun, and it's like, yes, yeah, let's good. get back to him. We've yeah. been talking about it. We got some good feedback from listeners about it. This this idea that Margot is sort of like in the shoes of von Braun, and that she's working for another government, and uh, and and is sort of like away from the people that that uh, in the place that she was, and you know, in a second language, and all of that uh, in the Soviet Union. Um, anyway, progress is never free. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the response is like, well, you know, you're not <laughs> Werner von Braun. Um, this is not a place for feelings, just the facts. He made it sound like there's no choice, but there is always a choice. If the asteroid comes to earth, the Mars program is dead. The people up there don't care about Mars, just themselves. If they succeed, the M7 will have to invest because the asteroid will be in Mars, they will have to invest in Happy Valley. And this is that moment where we get another fun line, which is, are you saying what I think you're saying? Progress is never free. free. And this is the moment where Margot and Alita do the turn and say, you know what? I kind of want the asteroid to stay at Mars because I, too, have invested my entire life in space exploration. Mm-hmm. And, and and they have come around to Ed and Dev's way of thinking, which is if we just bring an asteroid to Earth, 
nobody's going to invest in anything other than just mining the asteroid for for as long as you know for our careers at least and we want we don't want that to happen so we've got a double i don't know so the triple cross so there's the they've undone the first thing so they they send sam out to do the other thing but at, at in houston they're trying to undo that and now we have people at houston are going to try to undo the undoing of the undoing that's what's happening here yikes so, wheels within wheels. Yeah, so Sam's got the switch set for override. Here comes Palmer. He fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. Meanwhile, Margo has written code on paper that yeah. will break their override. And I, Alita says, I have to do the entry of the code because too many people are watching you. So this scene is hilarious to me. This is a thing they always talk about in, I think, movies about both um, hackers and yes. also writing is that watching it is boring. And so we have a scene here where they are speed typing with yes. tense music. And I thought to myself, as I sat there watching this, Jason, as I'm sure you did, boy, I spent a lot of time trying to type code very fast. And you know There's what typos. happens when you type There's code typos. very fast? You make typos. There's typos. But you have to compile this and send it. And they're like on a clock. And I'm like, what are the odds? To I literally space. Have my notes. What are the odds that nobody makes a typo when writing this yeah, code? I know. We just got to let it go. But yeah, I had that same I had that same thought. So Palmer attacks and, and, and they're fighting and they're wrestling and it's all very dramatic and sam gets knocked off but did we see her explode into flames we did not palmer's like oh la, la, i win hooray she's not gone dude she's I not gone she was dead. i thought she was dead she i was like no 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 we didn't see her go she's gonna come back and she does come it's back she tosses out palmer by palmer and the bird and continues. I thought he was dead but he get he gets at his edge of his tether which is just shy just of shy. getting him into the engine which is good like didn't, I mean, didn't nice, murder nobody got murdered out nobody there. got murdered up there so uh typing as fast as i can okay done the uplink is complete the burn continues what the asteroids on track to enter mars orbit wait someone messed with this code and arena a good reader of people says to Aleda, you did this i i see you I I smell something. You are up to this, and and this is that moment where where uh, Alita is going to take it, take one for the team and for Margot. And Margot says, "No, I inserted the command." And what what Margot is basically saying is, she typed it in, but she didn't know what I was doing, which is completely plausible, right? And so, sure. and so Margot is the one who outs herself and says. I am part of the conspiracy, basically. I made the asteroids stay in Mars orbit. There will be consequences, Arena says. Of course there will be. I know. But it's on the news. Yeah, this is this is a, a tricky moment there, too, because in the in the plot sense, this is good because it requires characters to proactively do things. Yes. In the quote-unquote real world, unquote, sense, the easier solution there was they had to upload the code by a certain time and if you just stall them, it would have probably... Because they're like down to right. the wire, right? Trying to right. uplink this code. It's like, oh, you just wait a couple more seconds. And they can't send it in time. But that's not as exciting to watch. And it doesn't yeah. require the characters to be as proactive and, in this case, to take responsibility. Right. So this is the right dramatic choice, right. even if it is the somewhat more... Eh, eh, this is a little more complicated yeah. than I mean, it needs to be. This whole sequence of events happens because it leads to exciting dramatic fight on the outside of a yes, of a burning exactly. spaceship and, and sometimes you work backwards yeah. i will say from experience yeah but it's 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 fun stuff all of it even though there is oh, that yeah. moment of it's like tense. well i mean why why does it happen this way because this was the way that it's fun 
um, and this is an entertainment show, so I, I will I will go with it. And the typos, yeah, absolutely, yeah, you're right. I had a thought, which is like it would be less dramatic to have Alita be like. I'm going to insert I'm, I'm typing slowly. a line of code, a line of code that causes this to be delayed so it doesn't go out. Yeah. And then, you know, although I'm not sure, I'm not 100% if it's like Palmer. Did Palmer undo what Sam did? No, he doesn't. Get, okay. He so he starts to cut through it, but he never gets all so the way through. So if they do nothing, then, yeah. then it goes to yeah. Mars. Right. Anyway, yeah, it's a tricky. It doesn't matter. It, it is a little convoluted in mm-hmm. the way that it works. It still makes for great watching, but if you start to like break down it, it's like there are a lot of things that are happening here, and occasionally it's just a little too much rigmarole. But I think it still works, and it's it is again, it's fun to watch. Um. So oh, it? it's all over, right? Jason? It's all. That's it's the, the end. No problem so the, solved. The Goldilocks hijack is on the news. They're all talking about stealing an asteroid. Um, Danielle and the agents and and they're like guns, and I have orders. Danielle's like I'm the commander, and and the agents like my I mine come from the you know from the the CIA. DOD. They they DOD yeah the yeah. DOD yeah they su- they supersede yours. By the way, this is a very dramatic scene about who's in charge of Mars. Um, I'll just point out <laughs> the you- vending machine right behind them the whole time. Oh, good. Also behind it's them, watching the guy the guy watching. that we saw uh, who picked up the gun is in the uh, walks by at one point. Yes, yeah, uh, exactly right. So so this is. Um, this is we're still in the like in the immediate consequences. This is this is not like later. Yeah, this is like this is still weird. going on. It was a little weird. The to crime the has been news. committed. The news footage coverage in here because that felt like a time jump. Right, and it's not. It's like it's not. It picks up. It's directly. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a slight. I understand why yeah. they did that, but it felt a little jarring because I was like, oh, this isn't later. This is like yeah, still like same, breaking like, news. Literally five there. minutes later. Yeah. Breaking news. So yeah. there's more torture interrogation. But in come the other regular guys, including Ilya, our old it's black Ilya market and his guy. Muscle. Yeah. And they, yeah, and and uh, do you hear the they're about the KGB dude? Do you hear they're about to attack? So they've got the they've got all the weapons that that were hidden away. They've broken them out. They're going to go into the North Korea, and they've gotten their approval, and they're going to go attack the people who have successfully hijacked. I mean, like it's over, and yet they're like, well, no, we're going to get them because they committed a crime. I guess right, like that. Well, it, they're like, the, we don't know what's in there. Like the, we we don't know who they what like yeah. who exactly is. It's a projection of yeah. Earth power, and it's yeah. it, and it's been delayed, and it's too late. But they're going to do it anyway. Sure. Ilya and his muscle come in and. They're like we got to do something. I'm tired of this, and so a the fight begins. And I wrote in my notes, "This is Babylon Five stuff," and I mean that in the best way possible. Is there are moments in that show if people haven't watched it? It's 90s, very 90s, but that show. There are moments in that show where suddenly you're like, "Oh my god!" Like we've reached the peak where. These groups that have been opposed but have been holding back and you're like, well, yeah, but this is a TV show. They're not going to just all go at it. And the answer is, are those Narns with bats? Or in this case, are those Ilya and the Black Market guys and the other people going to come in and beat the crap out of people? Miles rallies the Helios team and he's got his like, you know, crowbar or whatever. And he's like, you know, he's a believer now. Strikers and this is so we get our our revolution of a sort and it is a reaction to they're going to go in and take those people out and they've tortured these guys and we are tired of this crap. Ed and Danny are there in the hallway 
uh, here comes Chekhov's gun. Yay. <laughs> I, you know, I like this moment with Ed and Danny because so it's like Ed is sees, you know, they're inside the North Korean enclave. They got yep. the monitors. They see what's happening outside. There's a riot, a brawl happening. Yeah. And Ed right outside. has this moment. I think Ed and Danny have this moment of the like, oh, you know, this has gone we, too far. They, yeah. The, the adults in the room, they've sobered up and they're like, oh, yeah. we've got to break it up. And what so at one point we Ed pulls someone off Danny. And like they exchange a look, but then are like, we need to shut this down. I yeah. like that. And I also really enjoyed, sorry, Bishop is smarmy, and I enjoy when Miles hits him in the face yeah. with the crowbar. He's like, yeah, satisfying. Yeah. Sure. That's good. So, um, and then this is our pivot moment um, because Chekhov's gun does go off. And the question mm. is always, as a viewer, like, who, who, who will get it? And we have that moment hanging in the air. And it's. Could it be Ed? Could it be Danny? It's Danny. It's Danny. I didn't and see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. They got to get her to Dima, our doctor, who is, figures prominently in very dramatic things that happen at the end of seasons of For All Mankind. Um, <laughs> they have to use Everybody. desperate measures. And, and you get that moment of like, Everybody, there's that He's shot where you go down there. the hallway yeah. and everybody, yeah. it's that sobering moment of it's Danielle, like, you know, who is not, you know, not universally liked, but also is not, I would say, seen as a villain. And right. she's respected in many cases. And also it's the it's the moment when you're, a, you know, you're a kid and you're playing and maybe you're like taking it a little too far and you're roughhousing and like somebody gets hurt. hurt. Like really actually Seriously hurt. And you're hurt. everybody like, yeah, that that is, I think that is a perfect vibe. They captured that vibe perfectly of the yeah. like, oh no, we were, we thought this yeah. was just a, you know, roughhousing or whatever. And right. Nope, we're on Mars with serious. crowbars and somebody has a gun and shot somebody. Yeah. It's like, oh, that is, we, this has been taken to another level. And, and um, Miles, they have that close up of Miles where he literally, he's got blood on his hands. Yeah. 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 So everybody's watching. Um, they're taking desperate measures to try to save Danielle. It doesn't look good, but they cut away and they okay. So here's what happens to Margot. <laughs> they arrest her. The Russians have withdrawn her diplomatic immunity. Mm. She hugs Alita. And uh, as she's taken away, take her away, boys. As she's taken away, we see that on the memorial outside, somebody yeah. defaced her name because she didn't really die. However, I, I look at this and I think, oh, so Margot wins because she doesn't have to go back to the yeah, Soviet and, Union. Not only does and she why did they let her win? I also have a moment where she's talking. We have a voiceover at the end, which is essentially her defense because she says, Your Honor, at one point. It you is don't really see. Very she's weird. pleading her case. Yeah. And I thought what was interesting about this is she talks about justice, like being the th- sort of her inspiration to be an engineer. But there is also a sort of karmic justice, right? Because when we, at the end of last season, she was about to get picked up by the FBI. Yeah. When she fled to Russia. So we've had this kind of delay of like a decade. Yeah, where eventually she ends up back where she should have facing, been in the first place, facing which justice, is arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and I can parse in the moment. I was like, "Why did the Russians let her go? Isn't that a, a win yeah. for 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 Margot?" And I think the answer is, if you're the Russians, she's poison. Yeah, and she's you could you could everybody knows she's alive, so you could take her back to Russia, but you can't use her. So all you're going to do is take her back there and kill her. Right. Which might be enough. But at the same time, I think there's also an element of basically 
disavowing. Yeah. Right? Because that, they want they it. don't want to look like this was Russia's idea. Exactly. Right? I, so I think they don't get anything out of keeping her. By disavowing her and being like, no, no, we agree. We didn't want to do this either. We'll take, you can prosecute her. We'll take her diplomatic yeah, immunity away. And, and so when I think about it more, I'm like, okay, I see why Arena would um, would choose this path for Margot, which is basically to, to say, I don't want her anymore. She's not worth it. Uh, there's a lot of fallout if we are viewed as protecting her. Plus, so we're going to let her go. The Americans can't use her either, right? If she gets locked up by the FBI, it's not like she's working for NASA. So right? my my questions, and and maybe I mean I don't know if she'll be in if there is a next season, if she'll be in it. But I'll, I'll just say, I, I they can choose how they want that to go because, like, first off, what crimes did she commit? Um, she wrote some code. Aster- Aster- asteroid theft, not yet on the books. She wrote some code that got inserted that stole asteroids. Jason, is that, yeah. Hacking. Does anyone really own an asteroid? <laughs> and she's got and she's got her treason, right? She's got her sedi- yeah. her treason from the U.S. and defecting to the Soviet Union and all That's of that. That's more more likely, I think, and, if you're more and, actually and the wanna. secrets. So and 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 giving the secrets to Sergey is probably there too. Although she, you know, she can claim that she was forced to make those statements and all of that, but she did choose to go. So that's there. I, I do wonder, like, if they want to use her, they can they can get her out, right? Like they'll just say, Oh, well, it sure. was she served five years and then and then, you know, they they whatever. Um, I, I, I have predictions, but we'll we can say okay, that for we'll the, end, that for the about end. where some people are right. in the future. But um so she does this voiceover, and while she's doing the voiceover, Irina comes back to Star City. There are men in her office waiting for her everybody, now. Everybody looks at her like she's a dead man walking as she's and coming she down is. the corridor. And she is. Bye, KGB, um, or, or want you. Uh, Eli Hobson, Daniel Stern, who, I mean, I would say obviously just signed a one-season deal to be on For All Mankind. He, uh, we, we hear about how... Uh, it is now a scandal that NASA allowed the torture of detainees on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so that's all going on. New, and new director next year. Margo says anything is possible, even the darkest of times. Um, on Mars, Mrs. Lee arrives. Oh, <laughs> Mrs. And, Lee and many others. And she's not alone. There are many others. Uh and uh, Danielle, we then hear, because this show has decided to give us a happy ending after all, Danielle survived and is back Yay. on Earth and gets to meet the grandbaby. Grand and all we need yeah. is a scene of Danielle putting the grandbaby in a Captain Kirk onesie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Cut to Dev on Mars in a spacesuit out on the surface looking up as the asteroid goes by. What that? What's that guy thinking? And then we get our time jump. It's now 2012. Mm-hmm. There are lights all over Goldilocks. It is Kuznetsov, Kuznetsov station, station, named after Kuz, who died in episode one. We are hearing Midnight City by M83 playing to set the, the tone of the 2010s. And my big question here, which is, well, if there are that many people mm-hmm. mining goldilocks that we have that whole station does that station have a vending machine we don't know maybe (laughs) um and there are many many. other many other questions to be asked including what i think is the weirdest one of all dan which is kelly's whole investigation kind of never gets addressed right i assume that is a thread for next season i guess that is 
this is not a you know clearly not a, a wrap up of the whole show. No, uh, there are many questions. We are ready to catapult into the 2010s. Um, yeah, I think that life thing. I think that's a big a big thing they're going to be talking about. I can't believe year, right? it wasn't gonna, addressed. So they must just well, have like, decided to backburner that for next season. But I feel like there's a bigger issue here, right? Like we're we're going to be talking about people like. Obviously, there are a ton more people on Astro on the asteroid. If there are that many people on the asteroid, how many people are there on Mars? Right. And if there's that many people on Mars, what is the state of? Is there a civilian government? Right. Is someone in charge? Is Dev the the finally the mayor of Mars? Is yeah. Ed the president of Mars? The figurehead president of Mars? Is he still alive? Yeah. I don't know. Like I have. So Ed many survives questions. the season. Ed what? survived. All of our, all of our classic, like yeah. still living characters, are still alive going into the next season. Um, so I had a couple of predictions. One, okay. I think Margot will be retired in a little house somewhere. Maybe she gets to go to Brazil or Montana or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at some point, Aleda will have to go to her for advice or uh. something. I think maybe I wonder if some of our characters will transition more into sort of guest star right, roles right, right, next right. season. Makes sense. Like I feel the same way with Danny because she said. At the beginning of last week's episode, when she first talks about her grandchild, she says basically she's going to retire when yeah. she gets back. And yeah. they pulled her out of retirement anyways, essentially. So yeah. feels, I think maybe she appears in an episode or two, feels, but like it's more to, to me, close the books on like, her. Yeah, like yeah. Ed and Danny are not series regulars, but make appearances. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. We get that we get the the ends of their stories. Um. I don't know. You, we could like, again. Joel Kinnaman. Maybe he's having a great time, and he's like, "I want to be president of Mars in season five. I mean, and they're like, "All right, all right." <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. I'm I am really interested to see because this is the beauty of them doing these time jumps. Is the time jumps ask more questions than they answer, mm-hmm. and they love yeah. they love remember the foot on Mars, right? Like they love doing oh, yeah, that. Yeah. And so here we have lots of questions. All the issues that we've been talking about this season about. What is it to be on Mars? Are are they independent? Are is it a more kind of a loose association with Earth now because they've exerted some degree of independence here? It, you know, is the M seven? Uh, you know, what what's the status of that? What's the status of the politics back on Earth? Uh, we don't know any of that. All we know is that it worked in the sense that people are coming to Mars to mine Goldilocks, and beyond that. You know, it, it's kind of open to interpretation, and that's what a next season would do. Yeah. So that's oh. very interesting. But the also, I would say, you know, Kelly and her her son are there. Oh uh, yeah, Mrs. We, Mrs. Lee Martian. is there, right? Yeah. Like the the strong implication here is Mars is now a place where people live yep. and live their lives and have kids and and raise a family and do those things and there's nothing that earth can do to stop that and that it seems like inevitable and i think that the producers think and i i agree with them one of the themes of this season is the inevitability of people of distance um wanting to exert their own authority like and and this goes back to obviously things like the american colonies and the fact is like that happens again and again that you know, there's only so much force you can exert from a, a, a long distance. And people yep. start to say, who are those people trying to tell us what to do? And this is just another example of that happening in the in a little, you know, in a little lab, in a little microcosm. But I think that that's one of the things that the show is trying to say this year. Yeah. Once again, it's the uh, the precursor to the expanse, right? We've got our Mars. We're getting our asteroid miners. The birth of the belt. Who knows? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it is. I mean, they, they said... 
I know Ron Morris said that he, he sort of thought the show was like this is how Star Trek happens. Star Trek, yeah, exactly. Um, but and you can throw the Expanse in, and there are other the- other examples too. I mean, but but yeah, it's all I, that idea, a thing that is not often explored in 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 media, sci-fi especially, which is getting started right like this whole show is is becoming like how do you get started in getting to that fantastical storyline of the expanse or star trek or something like that where we're out there and the answer is it's messy it's hard work sometimes people get you know smashed by spaceships and die Mm Um, no. Body count not as high as I thought it would be this season, by the way. Uh, no, no, I, I really expected yeah. more of our old timers to to, uh, yeah. to have to bite it. But, but one stolen point. asteroid, pretty good. So Changes o- the course of humanity. So overall, I mean, I had a fun ride. This show, like this show, does stuff that other shows don't do, and in terms of not only the subject matter but just like the vibe, it is so good at ratcheting up the tension and having yeah. just wild things where you where anything could happen and you're like what is even going to happen right like and twists like the let's steal an asteroid like just think, it yeah, does stuff that other shows don't do the versatility of being able to sort of tell a different story even if you all fo- like they all sort of fit together every season is a little, it's different. A little different you got yeah. different settings you got different people like it, it it's not quite an anthology but it, it like cuz it hangs together but it is fun to be able to say like what is our theme of this season and how does it play into some of our larger stories? Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. I'm really looking forward to I'm, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. I assume there will be a season five. Please. So we'll be Apple back to discuss TV it. Plus. Yeah. But yes, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So whenever that happens, the NASA vending machine will be back. But like, look, we got lots of vending machines. We got a Soviet vending machine. Oh, yeah. We got Mars vending machines, including in this episode. Uh, next season is about vending machines. I mean, <laughs> there's a burgeoning vending machine business. As I said before, <laughs> what is an asteroid that's being mined but a giant vending machine of mm-hmm. iridium in this case? Uh, so uh, words to live by. All right, thank you, listeners, for going on this wild ride journey with us on NASA vending machine. I hope to talk to you again pretty soon because I hope uh, for all mankind comes back. But uh, until the future when that happens uh one last time i thank dan morin for being my partner on this journey thanks dan uh uh jason ah yes uh we will see you in the future goodbye